0: Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Dino Kubal. Today, I have with me a very special guest, Ben Galley. Ben, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you, Daniel. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I was really excited to get you on. I was like trying just to figure out who'd be really good to end the season with, so I was so excited that the calendar worked out and, you know, we could get this going for you. So I had some people that are like, <laughs> yeah, no, right? they're like, Oh man, that's going to be a great last episode for season one. So we're trying to end this strong people. We're trying to end this strong, uh, but thank you so much for coming. I, I really appreciate it. So.
1: Well, me too. Yeah. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting all things, books, I, fantasy and geeking out.
0: Yeah. 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 I've watched some of yours too. I got to say, I was, I was really enjoying the, you know, the people you were talking to and, um, you know um, like I watched a couple ones that you were on and you know people had asked you some good questions and stuff so um, yeah so I was really excited to formulate them here uh, that first yeah. one though is always my favorite it's a fan favorite uh, What has your writing jury been like up until this point
1: oh I would say uh, kind of long <laughs> at this point <laughs> that's good that's <laughs> it good it feels strange it's now it feels like much longer even though it's you know compared to some writing careers out there it's a blip You know, um, you're talking about your 40, 50 year writing career, I'm only up to like 11 or 12 years, but still. So it feels like I've been doing this for for a long time, uh, which I'm very pleased about. Not an arduous thing whatsoever. Um, But yeah, it's been quite varied as well. I've done lots of different things and lots of forms of writing, as well as obviously my books. Um, And yeah, had the pleasure of meeting some fantastic people along the way, both readers and authors. So yeah, long, but an absolute pleasure. Um, this is my dream job it always has been since I was a kid so (laughs) no complaints from me whatsoever Um, and other than that it's been a big learning curve you know um, kind of a mental journey physical journey sometimes it feels like as well (laughs) Um, so I got almost a permanent hunch now from just like bending over a laptop (laughs) for 10 years (laughs) Um, but yeah in terms of the writing journey in a sort of chronological order not giving you every detail and boring everyone out there. But <laughs> yeah, uh, first started out, I suppose you could say when I was a kid, um, you know, sort of age 10 uh, to 12, 13, I was writing books. I actually wrote my first book um, when I was about 12 or 11, 11 or 12. Oh wow! And that was a terrible book. There was com- a complete ripoff of Brian Jackson's Red Wall. Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> just oh, in <saying>. India. <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> very strange, very odd. But it was definitely the start of um, both an obsession, but also a path to, you know, why we're chatting now. And um, yeah, so that was kind of the first for into writing. And um, I was just absorbing books, like just vacuuming them up as quickly as possible when I was a kid. And that's always been um, something I've, I love doing. Uh, just exploring other people's worlds. Why not? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so from there, it's kind of um, you know, fell in and out of it through uh, school and college, went into music for a bit, was going to be a meteorologist, I was going to be a pilot oh, wow. for a while, all sorts of random stuff uh, <laughs> that colluded to me being, you know, working in bars and restaurants and being very bored with my life <laughs> and hating every minute of it, to be honest. And so I, I thought, you know, let's get back into writing. And so I spent 18 months writing my first book, The Written, uh, while I was working i polished that in 2010 uh, december 2010 and didn't really look back um Finished the Emaneska series, which is my epic Norse fantasy, um, and that was all done by twenty, say thirteen, um, and yeah, between uh, then and now, it's been a lot of different books. Um, I think I'm writing book seventeen now. Oh wow! Uh, just wrapped up sixteen. Yeah, so we've had the Emaneska series, which is yeah, Norse epic fantasy, a bit of darkness here and there, um, <laughs> lots of emotional gut punches and characters dying that you don't want to die, all sorts <laughs> of fun stuff, dragons, um, tattoo magic, elemental magic, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of something I'm incredibly proud of just because the depth of everything that's you know that comes from writing a four-book series. You just do yeah, yeah. a lot of note writing in the background <laughs> and a lot of lore pops up. Um, yeah, and then there's um, the Scarlet Star trilogy, which is my Weird West fantasy. Uh, it's also alternate history and a little bit steampunk. Uh, I have a heart, of st- a heart of stone. I have a standalone called The Heart of Stone. Uh, it's about war. i um, told from the perspective of an immortal golem uh, who's used for war. Uh, oh. Then I've got, yeah, Chasing Graves trilogy, my Egyptian fan fantasy I'm thinking it's so wide and varied
0: (laughs) (laughs) which is Um, good I think
1: it's good it's good yeah but it's it's kind of like uh I I said this before on a a recent podcast actually but it's kind of fun when you build a fan base of you know people who really really like Norse epic fantasy and then you sort of say you like that but how would you like some steampunk (laughs) slightly YA in places alternate history 1867 (laughs) like wild west (laughs) fantasy it's kind of a a bit of a, a swerve but other than that yeah I like just exploring different worlds and it's always it's mostly i would say you know 25 percent of the time the world that leads me you know from book to book um but yeah so egyptian fantasy lots of darkness it's my grim dark um trilogy uh, and then yeah i went back to Emanescu with the scars chronicles which is what i'm working on now alongside a, a brand new series i'm never never staying still for long <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically me yeah and um, that brings it up to now
0: you know, it's, it's funny that you say that, you you know, you kind of have some things here and there. And like Clay, Clayton Snyder is one of those where like I've read his Cold West book, which I'm like, <laughs> Clayton, Clayton, <laughs> write another one. I always yeah. tease him that when I hit the lotto, I'm just going to, you know, like old school renaissance, just pay him mm. to write me a lot of Cold West books i think that should come back By
2: the way, <laughs> i know right it's like the it's like Patreon, but real yeah, yeah. yeah but like yeah. real That's it. yeah
1: having patrons back in the day i mean i i, I love that idea right? <laughs> it's a very like, renaissance yeah. idea of just yeah. being like ego just create art and you know yep. don't die over it or
0: something yeah know? no totally well like i read <laughs> yeah. his river of thieves and i i, I just i i because i this is how my friend has talked about your books mm. um so i got quite a few um ready on my new kindle um but um, yeah, like he was like, well, you know, like you like Clayton, he's like, he's got all these different things. He's like, you just kind mm-hmm. of follow the writer at a certain point, uh, you know, the author. And he says, you know, like, that's the same how he feels about you. Um, so mm-hmm. that really, oh, I was like, sure. oh, I was like, well, I already have some of Ben's on my Kindle anyway. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I'm just trying to get to my Kindle books. I have all these books over here. I'm trying to get through paperbacks uh, for a couple of friends. But I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I said that totally makes sense. So he was like, really, he was like, acting like I was never going to read one of your books. I was like, I literally have it on my Kindle list, like ready to go. Uh, but I was, I was really happy to hear that though, you know, because um, you know, I've seen quite a few of your books between, mm. you know, Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And I, I was kind of, you know, kind of wasn't sure like kind of where to start and everything. um, You know, like what was, you know, he thought was the best and he was like, just start with anything. Yeah. So I thought that was a, that was a really good compliment. <laughs> oh, I I felt like, so yeah, yeah. So that was really cool.
1: No, nice. Yeah, these days I say normally Chasing Graves because it's a complete series and it's um, you know M&S are pretty big books and there's now what are we up to there's going to be seven plus short stories so it's a chunk to get into <laughs> so yeah. some people are kind of find, are finding that a bit daunting or <laughs> I, know, I find people's attention spans especially mine after pandemic and in the digital oh, it's age you know, it's, it's shortening and it's also yep. kind of the large things are daunting sometimes yeah. unless I don't know it's like a comedy series that I just can't get enough of and there's like I don't know nine series 20 episodes each at that <laughs> point I'm like yes i've scored
0: <laughs> well it's funny that you say um, that because yeah. like te- television shows used to be that right like now they're 10 or mm. 10 episodes maybe 45 minutes yeah whereas With back in the day yeah, yeah back in the day though you'd have like walker texas ranger 14 seasons and they were like 25 hour episodes so it's yeah. like it I think it really goes to show you that we're you know we're, we're really losing that attention span i know right uh, it's, i'm, it's kind of I'm like that
1: with csi i love csi mm. like, so much right <laughs> like i know it's cheesy it's you know some of the i would say i don't know i had a higher budget i think a lot of the time for its kind of yeah. procedural tv shows but in any case i'm obsessed with the vegas one only the vegas one the others do not it's, exist, i actually really I'm like concerned. that one yeah no totally <laughs> yeah. yeah new yeah, york i can one. stand i cannot stand um what's his face i gonna call it is hannibal from the uh oh um, yeah, yeah. The Miami one I just yeah, yeah. oh, like <laughs> reach through my screen and and injure people sometimes yeah that's fair no that's fair that's but like yeah I but I'm such with about. that and that's like just oh, what are we able to do now like I don't know it's season there's like a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah and there's, there's tons of episodes per season it's brilliant you can just binge that all day
0: <laughs> yeah well that's like I'm I'm like trying to you know finish some books and my mom was like talking about blue bloods and that's like one where like they don't even like really have a lot of violence or anything it's just like Mm. these amazing conversations with these amazing actors and actresses with these great characters and i i can't i can't watch an episode because then i'll 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 watch like four more and (laughs) i don't trust myself on hulu with it and that's just one that i'm addicted to like i i'm like I, i was like my friend he goes you should write a drama like that but like on like a starship or something like, I was it. like, I was like, don't even cause I'll watch like all 14. right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Totally. That was the one I got obsessed with. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I do have chasing graves on my Kindle. So I, I when I had read the, you know, the blurb for that one in particular, um, I just thought that that was really cool. So I, I told my friend, I was, oh, like, thank but you. I do also have math. the written as well. Cause <laughs> well, I got the written, I think it was like, it was a while ago. Um, so it was kind of interesting for me to, and I started it. So I have to go back to it because I like had switched phones. And then I found out that I still had access to like my old Google Play or whatever it was. Oh, nice. um, so I thought that that was interesting. And then um, I was actually able to um, I just got like another one because um, of whatever you're doing at some point. Um, I got a good deal on that one. So I now have it in two places. Uh, but I was nice. really excited, though, to go back and discover that a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was like three years ago. And then, you know, to kind of see, like, I like to see where people were, and then where Mm. they are now kind of thing. So for me, like, that was pretty cool, where I was like, Oh, you know, I had gotten this person's book, I had read some of it. And now, you know, this is where the series is, you know, this is how many books they've written. So for me, it was kind of cool, you know, to kind of see like your progression and stuff. So I'm really excited to, to get to both of those. Um, the summer, so that's like really. Neat. Well, I hope so. you enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, chasing graves is a bit mental, yeah, which <laughs> I like, like. It is dark,
0: but well, like
1: yeah, it's dark, but I like to like balance that darkness with dark wit and humor. There's yeah. you know, definitely kind of a almost a black comedy sort of or a dark comedy sort of sense to it, while you know people are being slaughtered on mass, yeah, and, you know, enslaved. But yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a
0: light light-hearted <laughs> comedy. It's know? light-hearted, yeah, light-hearted <laughs> in dark circumstances. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, For that second one there, um, what platform is your website on and did you design it yourself? Because I have to say, when I was researching a few things for you, for these questions, I was like, this thing is awesome and it looks so cool. So I have <laughs> to ask you. that.
1: <laughs> well, I could lie, I could lie and say it's all me. No, all <laughs> me. I spend uh years kind of managing my websites uh, on like you know, Wix and God, I was using my like, iWeb back in the day on Mac mm. and stuff. And yeah. it's <laughs> I used to love that program, it's so <laughs> simple. Um and yeah, so I kind of uh, the website kept growing bigger and bigger, and you know, the tech changes all the time and yeah. it took up a lot of time after a while. So it really does. Yeah, I was to christian cameron at dublin um fantasy gone uh or welcome and uh he was just like yep i've switched to this uh this provider called uh, mod farm so yeah it's oh, okay. a gentleman called rob who runs mod farm and he's fantastic at what he does and, yeah, yeah he only deals with authors and oh, of any genre cool. and so yeah he knows exactly what he's doing and what an author needs and his team are fantastic um so yeah it's uh it's something that i just was so happy to switch to <laughs> having like a managed built solution it's all built on wordpress and Oh okay. yeah just because there's a lot of author admin as any you know also yeah. you know um it's even as you know trad author you still got manage your social media and your websites yeah. and all that sort of stuff and it can be difficult when it all piles on when you're like i've got a new book coming out and so that means i have to change multiple pages across the website yeah. update bios here and there if it, it can become very quickly like an avalanche of admin as i like to call it no seriously and so in that case yeah that removes a huge amount of time of like stress um you know gives me a, a lot more time in my schedule and yeah it's um it's fantastic I haven't looked back since <laughs> just yeah, yeah really, really good in terms of maintenance as well and hosting so all of that oh, wow. tech is sorted big tick in that box and uh yeah couldn't recommend them more to be honest yeah mod fun <laughs> i should be on commission i'll set uh, that up after this <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very- no i i mean i went um yours and it's cobbled presses like I, I would recommend just anybody checking theirs out too. like your two, mm-hmm. I would say are two of the better ones that I've seen. And, I, I look up everybody's like, I'm like Love a
1: website though.
0: You know what <laughs> I mean? A website. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And I was like, I, I said to my tech guy, I was like, see, this is what we need to be doing over here. And he was like, I know, I let you run your Wix one. He's like, that's the mistake. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. I said, it's yeah. not a reflection. Well, it's it's, it's here, easy though, but... isn't it? Yeah. No, it really I mean, like, is though. Is but... <laughs> yeah. Well, we're always it's looking a for, solution. yeah, we're always looking for, you know, for, for something new once stuff, you know, gets going after a while. And, I just think I'm going to put that one down for sure. Cause it definitely looks really, really good, but I would recommend to our audience to, um, you know, checking out your website, not only for your, you know, the amazing website, but your books Ooh, as well. Yeah. But I felt <laughs> like though, like when I went onto it, it was so easy, you know, and I just felt like, I don't know. I felt like it like really, um, you know, from what I've seen of your books on social media and yourself, I just felt like it really captured, you know what I mean? Like, just like your I don't know, your tone or attitude. I don't know. Well, I brand, felt like, yeah, it, yeah I, I really, yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. I felt like it really, you know, fit your brand. And that was the that's first perfect. time. That's great. To I hear. usually <laughs> find you on Amazon or, you know, Twitter or one of those, you know, mm. so I hadn't been to your website before and, uh, or like on Facebook or something. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I was very pleasantly surprised. So, so I kudos appreciate to that, you. Daniel. Yeah. Was, thank you. Really I mean, that's good.
1: literally what I, what I try and do. I mean, I, yeah, I've, I came from marketing while I was um, mm. going full-time. I went full-time as an author in 2015. Okay. And so, yeah, I've always had, when I said like long and varied in terms of career as well, I've always done stuff on the side of um, – uh, well, yeah, always did stuff on the side before going full time. One of those is uh, you know self-publishing consultancy, and mm. uh, that was a, you know and is I still do it, and it's a <laughs> it's a great you know um, it's a great job to be honest because it's yeah. just helping other authors do you yeah. know what I've done and other people are doing, and it's yeah it's fantastic. Um, but also yeah. I was working in marketing as well before I went full time uh, mm. as you know for a company, an insurance company, very boring, <laughs> <laughs> but it taught me a lot, very corporate. So yeah, you can imagine me in a suit and a tie five days a week it's kind of it's really not my image now never I, I don't was. know
0: if i can picture that bad <laughs> that's the
1: thing i was always hiding my tattoos away you know i came from a music scene as well i studied music um between uh well as uh, a university sort of a level and yeah that was two years and i was you know emo kid <laughs> like long hair down across my face which i've kind of still got actually or regrown i think i've gone back to my roots <laughs> pun intended yeah, like, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so yeah I've always been like you know I always listen to metal uh, I've always kind of like been on that sort of alternative side so yeah suit and ties didn't work with me um <laughs> bar and hospitality a little bit more um but yeah the marketing side and then I went freelance and worked for agencies. so I've kind of come from that like okay. I wouldn't say tech background at all but kind of uh, more of the kind of corporate side of marketing um you know work with some kind of large companies as well i'm never sure if i can name names but <laughs> like, that's know, fair companies like fair. playstation <laughs> let's say that <laughs> oh um, that's cool you know, and um Jagger uh lang rover you know working as part of a project not just me but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a team member on a project so yeah like that kind of high level marketing which was really fun to look at and so yeah i kind of tried to take what i could you know in terms of being an independent author you know i thought you know colors this this not brand cannot just be boiled down into colors but i was like right well i'm gonna start <laughs> with you know um a color certain fonts and you know certain styles and kind of try and bring it all together so it's good to know that's working and shines through and, yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah I, I like you can it. get too deep on brand and stuff like that as well you know the author and oh, the genre sure. and, and your style of writing is necessarily the core of any author's brand but yeah if you want to put a style and logos behind it I'm yeah. down <laughs> yeah that no. stuff I really do
0: yeah totally um, I like paid one of my friends for the the podcast logo and I thought I like everybody keeps looking at me they're like that mm. was like 160 I'm like yeah I'm like this guy I had I always say I always say to people like go to Caleb Gosens on you know on Instagram Mm. I always tell him I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you more (laughs) he's like no 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 just this I'm like dude I'm like look at like if anybody has a chance like my podcast logo like that's Caleb Gosens Mm. you can find him all over my social media yeah he does all my art um I got another guy do a book cover soon like the two of them are just absolutely extraordinary and I want them to get like Felix Ortiz you know or Sean you know, we're like, I can't use them anymore, because, you know, their talent is that good. But yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, you know, it's really hard to, I feel like to brand, I think it's a lot harder than, you know, people actually think. Um So yeah, I just when I went mm-hmm. to this, you know, your site, I was just like, this is definitely doing it, it was doing it for me. And you now I felt like I, I felt like everything really fit. Um I used to teach graphic design um in high school. Yeah, um yeah. I was originally nice. going to be an illustrator, like, you know, art, art's my background. And it really, mm. yeah. I just felt like everything reflected really well, so everything. I appreciate was that. Yeah. Really good for the genre in particular, so I would definitely that's, recommend that's people the in the audience checking it out. So yeah, <laughs> Thank it's working. You. Yeah. It's working for me. That's uh, it. I
1: mean, that's the thing. I'm no artist, right? But I, I kind of, I like brands. I like consistency, and I'm yeah. like, OCD uh, to the point where it comes to like details and everything in line and, and stuff like that. I'm just. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that consistency works, even if it's on a subconscious level or if it's a no, contributing factor, yeah. um, that sort of thing. You know, whenever you land on one of my pl- platforms, the idea is you're like, oh yeah, I'm definitely in the right place. Like, yeah. it's not like, is it this Bengali? Is it <laughs> that guy? Is it this username? You know, so that kind of thing is, uh, even when you read my books as well, the interiors of my books are all kind of hopefully consistent. <laughs> so each is yeah. going back and forth. And <laughs> like, I'm like, I changed this bio that was in 2014 for that bio. So yeah, it's kind of fun. But again, I, I introduced my... More author admin into my life than i would like because of it yeah um, and sometimes you know some people are very successful without going to those depths but it's um yeah it's something that i i focus on and i enjoy doing
0: yeah no it's fair i feel like your covers too you know do a really good job branding like you know and, and like fletcher had just said it again the other day um so it was not this last podcast that they just came out with this past sunday that aired today it was the one last week um but you know he was talking about covers because they it was like a mm. like, recent covered episode of season three uh but you know he was mentioning you know like one of your covers um oh, nice. oh I thought it was your last one that just came out but anyways and he was yeah. like yeah you know like you can tell like a cover that's Ben's is Ben's you know and <laughs> it's you know and that's it like, looks I really good but it's also it, yeah. yeah you know and I just think you know he, he's got a good point because you know when I had you know, um, discovered a couple of your later books, I was like, Oh, yeah, this is the same author as the written. So that's when I had connected, you know, your, you know, your name, and I went back and actually found, you know, where I had downloaded um, that book originally. Um, nice. So I was yeah. like, man, that's a good brand right there, you know, and I don't know, I just I think it really, you know, people could really learn from something like that, you know, and, um, you know, really kind of take that to heart, um, you know, and your covers always really, um, to me really speak to, you know, like, they, it's brand but it's also like it really showcases what they're about um mm. chasing graves is another one too you know as soon as i read the blurb i was like this is a cool cover for this book you know <laughs> and, and you know it always fits so i do want the audience to know you know like you know like i refer to your covers quite a bit too um you know and in terms of you know just like branding you know just you know in general because some people you know ask like well how can i brand mm. and i'm like well go check out Ben bengali's books in particular because oh, that's yeah. how you brand so you know so I just want you to know like we've been using it as a model so well I like that yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna complain I, mean, I yeah. said a guy the other day I was yeah. like do it the Bengali way and he was like... so I told <laughs> him i tell it. you Trademark. <laughs> Copyright. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's
1: copyrighted yeah, yeah. Ben did That's it all here down to my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all down to my yeah the original artist who I worked with who's uh, an artist called Mikhail Westman who um unfortunately just didn't really do cover it after I worked with him on those oh, first wow. three or four covers but on for four and uh, for three and four Dead stuff part one and part two um he was already sort of out of the game and it was like oh, oh, wow. I'll do these last ones um, yeah but then you know so I had to when I went back to Scallison also for the short stories I'm like I'm gonna have to do this myself yeah. and I'm an awful artist like I guess <laughs> I could spend like a whole day on an iPad and just produce rubbish <laughs> um just utter crap so I mean yeah it's kind of like um <laughs> it's kind of, it was kind of really difficult for me but yeah Forever, yeah. forever King and going back to that um, it had to have the same, even though it's uh, set 20 years apart. And the idea is that Forever King, which, you know, I have I feel like I've pulled off a little bit. But yeah, sometimes I think it, it does confuse people having a, a, it's come up sometimes in the SPFBO um, reviews that um, are going on this year. And it's a fair point because you know there's a there's a big world behind the Forever King. It is a sequel series as well as being an entrance to a new character, a new sort of viewpoint on Mendoza. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of information to catch up on that I have tried to spread out as much as possible. Um, but yeah, with the covers, I was like, I have to just emulate the style yeah. I was thinking should I flip it and have like a that white ragged border instead of a black ragged border and kind of negative the colours um, but yeah no I have to like <laughs> to have it and I think it's actually worked yeah. because it kind of brings it all together especially with the short stories having the same style covers as well the yeah. eight times it does kind of cause a problem uh, is when people are like which one's the first one <laughs> when you see them all in a row on Amazon because sometimes yeah the uh, it, it's not necessarily that clear but yeah, yeah, all you gotta do is look at descriptions and stuff Stuff. But yeah, I'm just excited to do the third one now. I've the uh, second one I managed to do myself over okay. months of just messing around with it on Procreate. Looks good. And, I mean, yeah, <laughs>
0: thanks.
1: and a lot of a lot of help from my actual artist and um, illustrator girlfriend, Rachel. And then, yeah, Forever King, I got a lot of help from Penn Astridge on that one. Um, so it's kind of I, mostly her. <laughs> and then I just did some colouring on it. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of fun. But it's, it's cool when you put the two together as well. Because they're like yeah. almost 10 written ten years apart, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Written, And then you kind of line up the Forever King. It does look like they're kind of either ignoring each other, the two characters, <laughs> Farden and Mithrid, or kind of like walking along together into battle, which, well sometimes it's true sometimes isn't
0: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i don't know who i saw but somebody had put them like you know like side by side and i was like that is really cool um i have to try and find who did that it was somebody on twitter um and they had done it themselves but i you know they really liked your covers yeah it was really cool i was like oh that is really neat you know and um i had actually talked to um you know my cover artists uh who i want to do my my own fantasy stuff i'm going to try and get a couple of historical urban fantasy novels um maybe like I'm going to like apply to a couple of different places and query. Uh, I've had a couple of people ask me about them. So I might try and do like, you know, like the hybrid thing, the Sanderson method, as I like to call it. Um, but yeah, I was like,
2: say, yeah.
0: but yeah. we were talking <laughs> about it. He was like, you need to do, cause he saw the same thing, you know? And he's like, he goes, I just want you to think about, he's like, and I told him, I said, like, I don't even mind buying three from you, you know, right off the bat. Cause I plan on rapid releasing and, you know, I really want the story set, you know, so it, it just helps. And, um yeah. you know I think having the covers you know match I told me even if you want to do three at a time you know I was like I'll do three and then maybe you know like the next trilogy mm-hmm. or whatever because yeah I've seen a couple of people I just like how you you know you tried to emulate it because I've seen a couple of people you know go a totally different route and then it's just like is this is this people always ask me it's like is this person is this a standalone book or is this yeah. I'm like no that's their book too they're like are you yeah. sure and I'm like you yeah, know and yeah. I just I I think you know it really again just speaks to branding so I just personally mm. feel like that was really smart i feel like on your part um i've heard a lot of people you know really enjoy you know the forever king i think it looks great so i've heard a lot of um, positive feedback from there and i talked to a lot of people about a lot of covers and you know Mm -hmm. have a lot of you know candid conversations with people you know on what to do what not to do and stuff so i feel like that was definitely a good decision on your part i've heard a lot of good talk about it so thank you daniel i appreciate that I don't care what anybody says. I thought it was good. So I'm the one with the mic. <laughs> I'll take that. Home. I'll take it. Exactly.
1: You're in charge here. <laughs> yeah, I'm in
0: charge here. This is my world. That's it. <laughs> um, so this one I was really excited about for that third question. So can you share with us any of your current experience with your very successful Kickstarter mm-hmm. for The Written?
1: Oh yeah, thank you. I mean, it's yeah, it blew me away. First of all, um, so yeah, background was it the written? Um, obviously, it was kind of like a ten-year anniversary. It took a little while to get to it because it's just a lot of planning. But yeah, yeah so yeah. it's technically a tenth anniversary special oh, illustrated cool. hardcover edition of the written. Um, it did have a hardcover ages ago, but it was just like it's before kind of. Uh, I would say Ingram Spark could print them, and they're all good. They're fine, but it was before kind of hard covers became a lot easier and cheaper via kind of print-on-demand. So yeah, I, I took them off, and then just been dying to do it, you know, ever since. Yep. And a lot of the the other books that I've done, well, yeah, Scalise has got hardcovers; they came out together. Um, but yeah, so I was like, let's do something special for the tenth anniversary. <laughs> this book is literally the reason why I'm, you know, here, living my, you know, live my author life. And so let's do something freaking special with it. <laughs> and so yeah, it was um, basically it's a uh, illustrated hardcover. I've got the art done by an artist called Dennis Kornev, and he's done this. Yeah, I love that artwork so much. Yeah. It it was he was one of the I think He's one of the first three or four artists I reached out to this big list. Mm. Um, And as much as I could narrow it down, there's some fantastic artists out there. And so, yeah, and he's just going back to me straight away. You know, and it just it worked. It clicked. um, And it's it's he just really got the vibe of the books. And it kind of matches the covers a little bit. It really does. It's very kind of like black kind of. Yeah, it's all line drawing, you know, pencil or pen and ink um, with a splash of red to represent the the red of the written uh, book cover. (coughs) Excuse me and yeah it was, he just nailed it from the from the first uh, illustration i was like right this is it and so yeah he's the artist for the entire series we are going to be doing it um you know four kickstarters over the next year and a half hopefully maybe two years um and yeah hopefully paper and shipping doesn't become ridiculously expensive oh, and I know. even more so than it is at the moment but otherwise yeah it's uh it just went incredibly well and i was blown away i put a load of marketing into it and a load of effort into the planning but i think it's the product it was the cover that um rachel my girlfriend designed which is that very nordic oh, okay. kind of uh, mesh yeah she did oh it's terrific thing. yeah terrific. and uh yeah it's going to be done i'm seeing the first copy tomorrow i just got the email from my oh binders. that's so exciting so, yeah i'm using local printers local binders and local fulfillment company here in vancouver so i can literally drive between them if i need to oh, which cool. hopefully has lowered the shipping cost which is you know um, <laughs> hopefully passed on to the backers yeah. and yeah i think it's you know it's going to look amazing it is a black kind of coarse um, uh, what's the word? sort of fabric forward on, to, on the top is the hardcover with foil stamped uh, on three sides, so the runes on the back as well. And yeah it's, it's a chunky, chunky book and then it's got a, a new a whole new appendix in the back as well with all the history timelines and magic systems in the back and yeah so I'm really really proud of it it's taken months to put it together and it's taken months to get all the like all the stuff together um, I'm literally surrounded by boxes right now <laughs> of, you know art prints and mugs and badges and all sorts of fun rewards oh, but awesome. yeah people have been so supportive they've you know been it's been a bit of a delay because of the shipping and paper shortages uh so yeah it's kind of they stuck with me no complaints and I'm um, and you know it's it's a nerve-wracking thing, you know, to promise something to, to that many people. And, you oh, know, the yeah. project raised 30, uh, 32,000 Canadian just over, which was about 24, 25,000 US. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I've utterly blown away. And that's all down to the cover, I think. And also the existing Emanesca fans and, or, you know, existing readers, people maybe haven't got Emanesca or got around to Emanesca yet, but like Jason Graves or Stone or Scarlet Star. So, yeah, the support absolutely floored me Where we were 100 funded within eight hours yeah it was um, crazy. i was raising yeah, I, honestly i woke up to it i, I think i launched it halfway <laughs> roughly halfway through the afternoon i was like right let's go dun, 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 and then woke up pretty much the next morning about 6 a.m really excited and it was already funded and uh, we were already up to about 10k at that point because i was raising oh, i say eight i've forgotten what the original goal <laughs> was because uh, it just got completely completely blasted and so yeah it's uh we held the stretch goals like extra short stories so i'm actually just putting the finishing touches to a new short story which oh, that's has actually awesome. turned into a novella because i can't write anything short um, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah epic fantasy and short stories they're difficult uh so yeah and it's yeah the, the rewards have turned out great and it is yeah it's a lot of work a lot of planning but this kind of first one has just then set the stage for the next three so pale kings will hopefully be launching uh i will oh, say this cool. summer um and that's all gonna be everything the same but blue. <laughs> and then it's gonna be oh. green and gold for the other two. Oh, yeah, cool. same cover, but different runes and obviously different you know text and stuff like that. And the runes eh, technically can be translated as well. There's like little bits um in the runes. Oh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, there's uh a lot of work still to do. We've got to do I'm doing all the sprayed edges myself because I want to have a go at it. So yeah, 350 um, copies of sprayed edges is gonna be fun. <laughs> just go turn my apartment into a workshop for a couple of probably a week yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah but again it's just going to be easier like we've done all the setup with the printers we've done all you know the costings and all of that stuff um huge amounts of admin and marketing but yeah it's it's done and the, the next three should be touchwood a breeze <laughs> uh or well, more of a breeze maybe less like a, like a force five and more sort of like yeah a force one. yeah in terms of admin <laughs>
0: that's fair that's
1: fair yeah but yeah, blown away. It just it, honestly the support for the product itself or the, the world and the, and the characters is just yeah blew my tiny little mind. And yeah.
0: Well my <laughs> friend said uh, to get this project done. He was like, because like Brandon Sanderson came out with his and he goes, Yeah, I want to see him come up with a product looking like Ben Galley's. <laughs> and I was like, that's fair. I'm like, well, you know, well, we, we had talked about, <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, like um, you know, not to be whatever, but you know i mean i don't know like him and i were talking about it he's a big graphic design teacher and you know stuff like that and um i don't know man that, that's a great product right there like i was i was so like i had a couple that i had backed like you said and then mm. you know like i they were like personal friends of mine and and then like you know like everything happened <laughs> <with> the pandemic <laughs> and everything yeah. um yeah so i uh i like um I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, Man, he was like, I'm so sorry, yours is late. And I was like, What are you gonna do? I'm like, mine's being printed like everybody else's. So I was like, I know, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But I'm excited to hear yes, that yeah. though, because like I got saved before you record, I didn't get to get on this one, and I'm like totally ready. I told my wife, I was like, I already have my money set aside, so yeah. I'm like, gonna get the other three which i'm really excited about so nobody tell my wife okay because she's (laughs) (laughs) But that's awesome i I can't wait to like show people in the description somewhere you know like they just they really looked great the art was amazing that's the type of like graphic novel that i really want to do yeah so i was just like holy moly so yeah i was like see this can be done yeah i remember you saying like yeah i got something special and you know, I'm really excited about this art. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I had saw it that,
1: kept hiding it for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like when you saw that first year. one, Oh, it <laughs> blew my mind. I was yeah. like,
0: I was like, see, this is what I want. And, you know, I had talked to one of my friends like him and I were supposed to do a graphic novel and then the pandemic happened mm. and, you know, everybody's, lives change forever um particularly mm-hmm. you know creators and stuff but yeah i told him oh, i was yeah. like we should go back to this idea because i like you know very clearly you know it looks amazing and you know yeah. you guys gave us a lot of really good ideas for you know for our cover and stuff so we thought of you mm. know just i think it you know really again goes to marketing and branding you know i mean that was one that i i don't really i've looked at a lot of them i haven't seen very many that. You know, I think looked better than that, just in terms of you know product cover and mm. you know things well, like that. You. So yeah, it was, it was done yeah. really well. So yeah, I'm no, really excited good. for yeah. the next one. <laughs>
1: oh, me too. Yeah, I can't wait to see it tomorrow. It's going to be all over my socials. so oh, by man. the time this comes out, it would have been a couple of days back. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 In the future, it's kind of great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, should already awesome. have it out. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, the foil stamping and the and everything. Looks and then the so paper good. is. Uh, Yeah, thank you. The paper's like interesting because I'm normally like, I'm used to like creme paper in the class, just book um, texture, but it's like a silkier thinner uh, printer paper sounds bad because that sounds cheap but it's definitely yeah. Not cheap. um yeah it's kind of like this silky whiter paper and it just shows up um, all the colors from the illustrations and there's also color through it as well because i've done all the interior design myself not oh, the, cool. the elements of it but the kind of the putting all the elements into it and so yeah it's got all sorts of not illustrations but little kind of icons and chapter splitters and all sorts of stuff like that oh, all the way through cool. it and then, yeah, it's got all the runes in the back as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of, of interior design gone into it. I had to teach myself in design <laughs> for a weekend. So, yeah, it's been, a, like I said, massive learning curve. But that is, like, my writing journey to a T is, like, you know, there's always an entrepreneurial spirit to any kind of indie uh yeah. indie author and uh, or just being indie creative in general yeah and you've got to take on some business and you know you've got to take on some skills as well that's you know inevitable some of that can be fun some of that can be an absolute nightmare and hopefully be outsourced <laughs> like we talked about with the website you know i urge anyone to do that if you do have the budget or you can find uh you know someone that will do it maybe not for free but you know for a mutual partnership always got to pay, pay your creatives and your professionals um but otherwise yeah, if you can outsource the difficult things and it works excellent but otherwise yeah if you want to learn skills it's a great excuse to do it and I thought why not you know let's get InDesign under yeah. my belt and then I can make you know just the the normal books that I publish and um, not just the special editions I can make them look even better as well so yeah why not yeah that's why I kind of like told myself like I said a terrible artist but I can draw my own <laughs> maps <laughs> you know that's so it. I do all my own maps uh, apart okay. from, again, oh yeah! As I was going to say, with the Kickstarter, we got brand new color maps from Soraya Kakoran. So oh, that's fantastic! Cool. Cartographer, she has really brought Emanesca to life, and not just because she turned into color maps, but they look fucking gorgeous. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> they really do. So, yeah, I've seen her is, work. Uh, I
0: can't remember fantastic. if I got a hold of her on or if she got a hold of me on TikTok or uh, or yeah. where, but yeah, I've, um, I'm I'm actually glad to hear that because I I was. Um, was debating on who to go with so that now that i know because i've seen them i said no that's who did them so that's actually really good to know oh amazing yeah Yeah, she smashed
1: it yeah it was uh, yeah, really a pleasure to work with her and yeah worked with Lane Valentine on some of the, the postcards as well so oh, they're going to cool. be kind of they, they are amazing they've like really brought the characters to life like I've never seen them it's like, it was almost like I don't know seeing them on like a Netflix show or something yeah. like, oh that's what they actually look like <laughs> you know I've had that's them in cool. my head this entire yeah. time yeah. Yeah. and it, it was just like seeing my, my like someone had reached into my brain plucked that <laughs> mental image out and just smashed it on a postcard it was great
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome Oh, that's super cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's really fun. I, I would definitely, you know, recommend it, especially because I see a lot of authors jumping into Kickstarter now. Um, yeah. Not necessarily expecting the money that, Brandon Sanderson raised, but expecting to get a slice of that pie. And yeah. that's absolutely fair because there's a big pie out there. And there's, you know, a lot of um, a lot of backers and a lot of people who want to back things. So I think Kickstarter's like not even reached its height yet for the publishing world, especially. Yeah, no. You know, it's been massive in gaming and tech and, and lots of different things for a while. Um, but I think, yeah, for the book world, you know, Brandon Sanderson really just kind of kicked the doors open as like, here's yeah. what we're gonna do. Here's how rabid readers can be. So yep. yeah, it's you know something that I think is a great platform, especially if you're starting out and you want to raise some money it's a bit more difficult at that point of course because you know you're drawing on a bit more of kind of a public audience rather than than existing fans so it's harder to leverage but it is possible kickstarter does get a lot of organic traffic um, you know, people just browsing. So yeah, it can be a great way to start out to raise that cash. Or if you're already there and you want to do special editions or raise money for audiobooks, fantastic place to be. Just beware the admin and make sure you do all your research, get all your suppliers, all your costings, because things will bite you on the backside.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know like Rob, you know, Rob J. Hayes is about to do, I think he said it in today's episode that they released. I think he said he's doing um two more recently um yeah so yeah it was like you know he I know he does well I think he said he I thought he said he was doing like another hardcover special edition I mm-hmm. can't remember if it was Pawn's Gambit or Spirits of Vengeance or if it was both that he was talking about but, but yeah they were just talking about that you know I think uh you know I've heard Dirk talk about that a little bit when I had him on um here and you know we had he had mentioned a little bit and you know definitely talked about getting your ducks in a row because um you know I've definitely seen a couple of people like one of my friends on Kickstarters you know he was talking about that like you know, he's like, yeah, there are little things that are going to come and bite you. So, yeah. you know, I definitely, <laughs> I, but you said, you know, like you had spent time doing your research and planning. And, you know, I think a lot of people who aren't mm. successful, don't do enough of that, or talk to people that, you know, have yeah. been in those types of situations. So I think it's just like writing, right? Like books or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I think you just need to actually do your research and, you know, actually 100%. Yeah. You know, figure it out. Like, I like, like Giago said that he, um, for a touch of light, like he like literally researched and read books about writing and craft for like a year yeah. <laughs> and did research. Yeah. And, you know, people are really enjoying his first book. It sounds awesome. I just downloaded it yesterday. Um, you know, so I, I think that's the route to go, but, you know, like you said, you know, you really got to be willing to mm-hmm. learn if you're going to be in the indie market. So I think that's uh, yeah. Yeah, the number one thing there, but yeah, yeah that's super <laughs> cool. Well, I'm definitely looking for my, my turn, my time to shine for, for the next it. round. Yeah. So. <laughs> That was like well, one no, though. That was like the only thing that I've wanted to buy myself. And like, I almost didn't pay my car payment. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, there's man. not a I'll lot of sure time that. spent that I am thinking about being irresponsible. And it's the only time yeah. when like being a teacher For bites books, you in the right? butt. Yeah. Cause like, cause we get paid. I like do the summer things so that I don't spend frivolously. And then I realize I don't ever do that. So I was like, here I would had the money to do that my mom's like You're treat yourself yeah yeah she was then you would have this one this one and this one and I was like yeah, yeah it's yeah. probably probably there smart we're trying to have a baby <laughs> and so it's like one of those things we're trying to save money and I was trying to be responsible and as I said in my Yeah, wife but then you then, could
1: use the angle of saying, Well, I'm I'm investing in you know our in my craft future yeah. by buying him yep. in
0: this, you know. By- no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. if what if Ben becomes the next Brandon hey, Sanderson yeah. and I didn't yeah. get that, that Kickstarter? <laughs> but that's how I'm gonna, that's how I'm gonna leverage, you know, the next few. Yeah. So I feel like I'm gonna save it. But yeah, that was 100%. the only one that yeah. gut punched me. Uh, and it oh, has man. still so I am really excited for you this week, but I'm also gonna be like turning stuff off because. You know, Dirk's gonna be like, Look it, and going be like, Hey, check it out. And then I'm gonna be over here, like, all lonely, um, you know, with my, my normal <laughs> yeah, covered books and chances. stuff. So. <laughs> no uh, for that, there. for that fourth one, uh, and if I, I, I want to make sure I'm saying this right, so what are your uh, is it Scalusian Chronicles about? See, I say I'm always happy with however people want to pronounce it, right? <laughs> oh,
1: okay, so I mean, yeah, I, I say it's Scalison. Oh, uh, that's even better, yeah, Scallison. very kind of not sounding, oh, really cool. Scalison. Oh, that's Um, awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, um, I mean, I've done a lot of research (laughs) because I'm setting up a couple of your books to review for my channel for um, this summer. But so, Mm -hmm. what are those books in particular about for our audience if they've never heard of Ben Gailey?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a good question. Yeah. The Skeleton Chronicles. Um, is, yeah, brand new uh, trilogy. It's almost finished. I'm writing To Kill a God, which is book number three. Such a great um, title, right by the second. way. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased. I tried to go a bit kind of, a bit weird with these titles. I'm always trying to do weird titles in general. <laughs> uh, I well, started with Chasing Graves. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick with this. I'm just going to confuse people to think what the <laughs> hell that means. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, uh, we have Forever King, which is book one. Uh, Heavy Lies, The Crown came out uh, just last year. And yeah, To Kill a God is hopefully going to come out this year. We'll see it's going to be it's big it's a very big book (laughs) but either way yeah it's epic norse fantasy very very norse um even though heavy lies the crown goes further afield into different parts of eminesca and the broader world that aren't there isn't eminesca um but yeah it's set in the world uh, of the eminesca series so i've kind of gone back to it essentially Um, And it's uh, got a few of the characters from the original series. It's 20 years on. The world has changed. They're definitely still around and there are new problems. And so, yeah, some of the villains as well have... Uh, stuck around from the Evanesca series, and it didn't. That's not to say that Evanesca wasn't completely rounded off. It was hundred percent finished, um, but you know, there's a short story which kind of sits between it. It's called No Fairy Tale, and so you're yeah, messing around with that. Obviously, <laughs> the ideas blossomed. I was like, no, I'm, I'd always wanted to go back to um, to Evanesca, even in okay. the dedication or sorry the acknowledgements for dead stars 2 i even wrote the word and chronicles in it i said maybe i'll be back mm. one day maybe it'll be called the and chronicles and so i've always had it in mind i always knew what was kind of going to happen Oh, that's cool. Because um, yeah, some people just disappeared from the end of the last book, <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> right. So yeah, obviously, there's always going to be things going back. And so yeah, it's a re-entry into Emonesca. It's uh, designed to be kind of a um, you know an entry book, so you can kind of come in and be like, I, you didn't have to read the Emonesca series. Someone on Reddit came up with a really um, simple way of putting it. It's like if you'd uh, started with a New Hope, okay, in terms of Star Wars, and just gone into the original trilogy. But then Emanesca, if you want the whole picture as to who like Darth Vader is, etc., you know, you watch from the Phantom Menace. So the Eminesca oh, okay. series, you can not to compare my books to Phantom Menace, please no. Someone said that. I was like <laughs> this is a great comparison. I was like, not the Phantom Menace bit, but um, <laughs> yeah, so in that in that sense. I love Qui-Gon. Um, oh, Qui-Gon's great. He's one of the and bad.
0: Darth yeah, Maul. Everyone, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm
1: just saying. Yeah, was great. Yeah, <laughs> <Eber> Gregor, <yeah. laughs> oh man. No, I mean it's fantastic, it's in terms of like the fight scenes of the Jedi and, and everyone loves a prequel, everyone loves like the origin yeah. story, it's brilliant yeah, totally. um, so that's kind of essentially what *Scouts and Chronicles is, it's a revisit but it's also a re-entry it, um, you know the, the awesome person on the front is Mithrid Fenn she is the new main character mm. she is to the *Scouts and Chronicles what Farden the written mage was to Emanesca And um, yeah, she's essentially um, supposed to be the, um, you know, the, the farm boy, the orphan farm boy or orphaned. (laughs) And yeah, it's kind of like my homage to that trope, because I think we're all, guilty of either thinking up those stories or writing those stories or enjoying those stories uh farm boy farm girl farm person whatever it is you know it's it's a classic trope for a reason so it's kind of my homage to that you know and that it, it kind of grew from there to the point where it's an homage but also I'm, I'm flipping things here and there and later down the line no spoilers mm-hmm. um but in any case yeah she is um just she will basically not be reckoned with. <laughs> she is moody. She is uh, set in her ways. She absolutely wants revenge for what happened to her friends and her, her family. And uh, she falls in with um, the rebels to this uh, empire. And the empire now has brought peace to Emanesca after the events of the series. And so, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, and Chronicles is set in a time when magic is banned. Uh, and oh, unfortunately, wow. that's you know, one of the reasons why she's, she's orphaned, is <laughs> uh, because uh, magic comes into her life and she absolutely wants nothing to do with it but it's forced into her and so yeah she winds up with the rebels who are the only ones fighting the empire and it turns out there's been a war raging all this time <laughs> which again sounds like a trope but essentially yeah it's uh it never stops it's the series exactly <laughs> there's always a war wars have raged constantly ever since humans existed so why not? <laughs> But in any case yeah it's uh you know the the empire is not what it seems and the rebels are fighting for something you know not quite what you think it is and so essentially it's it's um, both um, sort of a training and coming of age and magic school, essentially, oh, uh, sort of cool. first half, with the kind of epic siege in the second half. You know, once you've basically all the characters have been set up, it's it's <laughs> it's fight time, essentially. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, bigger stakes, uh, you know, than I think Evanesca to a certain point. Maybe not the end, but um, yeah, big stakes, big battles, epic, epic things going on. Lots of different storylines, lots of different characters. It's quite a big cast, quite a varied cast as well, because, all the survivors have kind of been pushed into the north, into the ice field. So they're very varied peoples, lots of different, you know, uh, people from all over Emanesca and, and afar. So we've got lichens, we've got minotaurs, we've got the Paran peoples uh, from the deserts. We've got all sorts of people there. So it's re- it was really fun. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Too long, didn't read or didn't listen. Epic Norse fantasy set in an existing world. (laughs) Magic school, found family. Uh, Also my first LGBTQIA plus character as well. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah, and just female protagonists as well from the pure, like, uh, main character as well. I have always tried to write, you know, gender balance books or at least um, books that actually kind of surprise people and surprise a lot of male readers that think you know women can't be main characters I always oh, yeah. like to do that so this was also you know um my sort of book too to really kind of um what's the word just I would say explore because I'd already explored it with uh, other female characters but really let Mithrid shine essentially and, and yeah um it's, it's it was just real fun. It's a chonk as well. It's like 200,000 words. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, the audiobook is I think 10 minutes shy of 24 hours.
0: Oh wow, that's uh, crazy. So, yeah,
1: which I'm so annoyed about. Yeah, <laughs> I was just crazy. just have 10 minutes of static at the end. I don't care. Yeah, Make yeah, it yeah. like around 24 hours, that would be perfect. But yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that all about the Scars and Chronicles, uh, a bit about M as well, I suppose. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of just a concept that drew from the original book series, and it's a continuation of the story. But it's a yeah, whole new well, a whole new cast, but a new cast that is slightly younger as well. Um, I would say kind of not young adult, but you know, characters that uh, you start off with are seventeen to twenty sort of age okay. range. So, yeah, that's Catherine.
0: cool. I like, uh, there's like, there's, um I feel like there's like several people have talked to me about that recently about, you know, like having this previous series or trilogy, you know, and then doing that, like going back, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, um, you know, with some of these previous characters, you know, now being the, instead of being the, you know, the young people that are going off in Wheel of Time, now they're the lands and, the moraines or Gandalfs, yeah. if you will and i just think it's it's cool because it really adds i think it adds a lot to the genre you know because yeah. you're you're taking these classic things but you're really changing them and i actually that's one thing i really did like about you know the force awakens i liked how mm-hmm. you know you saw where people were i just felt like it added a different complexity to characters and that's it good. made me it just made me think of character development differently if that makes sense you know and mm, um yeah i just i like that concept personally you know and i've seen some stories recently um you know that have done that um a couple of comics that like the dc did the one um totally like a dark god or something like that it was like their yeah. um I don't know, it was really good but they like took the heroes when they had one 20 years later and the evil was coming back kind of thing and then their kids kind of like took over yeah, I like so. sort of stuff. yeah just, it was yeah. cool yeah so i like that i think that's a cool concept so i yeah. talked to you and <clears throat> else recently that said that and it really makes you mm. think you know i'm like oh that's cool because you always wonder right like i i don't not that i won't kill characters off because I, I have recently but um you know, no spoilers for anybody yeah kill them all, yeah, kill them all. Yeah. but like you know a couple of sean beans in there but anyways you know it's just um yeah but you know i i hadn't considered that um until you know a couple of people had mentioned that to me mm. recently i'm like well that's a cool way to get back into it you know <laughs> particularly a trilogy Absolutely. or series you know that does well for you like yours has you know so yeah i think that's uh that's really cool and you get Thank people from you, yeah. both worlds coming back and forth you know new people you know old exactly. people in between yeah you know, well with heavy
1: lies the crown as well i because <clears throat> i <laughs> I've had plans let's just say I've had plans <laughs> and I've been weaving things in the background for the last 10 years that only a few readers have actually noticed. Um, oh, so heavy cool. lies, the crown. Yeah. I'm mm. not going to give any spoilers away. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, quite yeah. A few definitely. more reveals to come. Um, but it's, it, I put this on social media already, but, uh, heavy lies, the crown. Well, actually I'll go back. Um, heart of stone was a book I wrote in 2016 and released in 2017 if memory serves. Um, and yeah, it's a standalone book, um, set in a world called the realm. Um, and specifically a country called Heartland, and um, it was kind of strange. It's, it's. I love the book. I'm absolutely obsessed with the world that I created and, and the character uh, of Tasks, the this war golem who's 500 years old, and just wins battles with his literal bare hands or <laughs> stone hands and he's just like hired by armies or like well, more like enslaved by armies and bought and has a master and so yeah I just I was absolutely obsessed with the golem's idea and it was really fun because I wrote a short story because in the book it flits back and forth between his early life mm-hmm. when he was just made and the 500 years later that oh, the, that's cool. the story takes place in and so in that time I was kind of you know set up this previous world as well and so I wrote a short story which was really fun which was set um it's basically it continues one of the. Flamm- flashbacks so it touches Mm. on the flashback and then tells you the full story of what happened next it's called shards and it's um, it was just really fun and so then when I was writing um, or when I was planning out for King and Heavy Lies the Crown and Heavy Lies the Crown is a classic quest book it's my homage to that trope it's you know a band of characters it's actually two separate quests going on at the same time Um, but yeah it's all like every day is a different you know village or town or you know they're progressing and they're traveling Um, Yeah, very kind of like uh, Lord of the Rings and Hobbity, basically. Very David (laughs) Eddings. That was it. But at some point, they go to a world that's, um, you know, called Heartlander, and uh, they go past there, and then they meet some golems on the road. And before you know it, you're actually in the world of Heartstone. And they meet one of Task's brothers as well. Again, no spoilers. Um, but yeah, so I've combined those two. Well, they not combined. They always were. And it's quite fun just to do that. And so I've been laying <laughs> all these, these kind of threads around. And the map, if you put the he- Heavy Lies the Crown map up to the Heart of Stone map, you'll see it's exactly the same world, just 500 years separated. Oh, that's um, cool. So yeah, that was kind of fun to unite those two together. And I'm not going to say much else apart from there are other continents in the world that haven't been... Explored or have they? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of fun to do that. And it was yeah, yeah, really fun to write Heavy Lies the Crown and have these bits where it's like you're meeting tasks maker, and anyone who hasn't read Heartstone would be like, This is a cool character, but not necessarily know why they could it'd be cool to see them essentially. So yeah, all oh, these little cool. bits and lining all things up. It's just been really fun. It's a lot of work, yeah. but fun. <laughs> yeah, not totally. I had to what do some awesome. retconning once, but we were not talk about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I thought about doing that in my own fantasy series. Like I kind of want, like I have this, so I have this one where like, there's this cursed sword and these thieves have to like, go get it. Right. Well, the guy that brings in the cursed sword is a scholar. Who's kind of like a, um, a fantasy style, Indiana Jones, but with a little bit of magic. Um, And <laughs> he's in my separate series and he does all these other things um with this crazy desert jewel and kind of like a, slash genie sort of thing um elemental that and they get in a lot of trouble so i like kind of put those i put little characters in from different yeah. trilogies and stuff that i had pre-planned or you know or secondary characters or something like that so i That's like awesome. stuff like that yeah. I, th- I think it's oh, fun, it's to, fun. You know, yeah it's fun Just as fun a writer but it's well. fun yeah it's fun as a reader yeah. you know and, yeah <laughs> i like that kind of stuff it's fun to have little little you know treasure hunts along the way and scavenger 100%. hunts if you will yeah it's totally cool Uh, So when it comes to world building, what is your philosophy and how do you go about it?
1: I think, um, I mean, yeah, I've kind of probably alluded to that, but um, it's, it's kind of broken down into the idea of just, depth <laughs> which I think and you know I'm not there are people who build worlds even vaster and more complex and madder than mine but it's something I've always focused on and it's something that came from you know spending a childhood just devouring Lord of the Rings over and over again all the appendices back to front you know trying to learn Elvish and yeah. <laughs> all this sort of stuff you know it comes from that and that's why it was really fun to create the appendices for the written special edition um because you know I wrote I don't know five thousand no yeah, between five ten thousand words of just history and law oh, and the magic awesome. system and put it all in stone which is very nerve-wracking <laughs> So i'm like can i write <laughs> something different somewhere at some point <laughs> online i know that feeling the <laughs> million words that the MNSC series is yeah um but yeah so with that it's um it's kind of depth is my is my um my goal always because it's it's Essentially, another world, you know, um, that I want to create. I want to make it feel as real as possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually building a, not a physical world, but if I want to. Essentially, if it was fit, if I could make it physical. I would, um, but yeah, it's essentially I want to make it as rich um, and as believable and as involved in the storyline as possible so my world often influences uh, not only the plot but the characters constantly um either it's you know the source of their magic or interferes with their daily basis uh, daily interferes with them on a daily basis um so yeah i'm always like yeah i suppose you could say my philosophy is creating a secondary world that it feels like you're stepping through a door or looking through a window and everything is like wow this is this is an actual world yeah and so I've done that to different degrees I mean Emanesca series is uh, you know your classic medieval world. I've done you know whatever I wanted with the uh, geography, the you know topography, the uh, meteorology, you know all of that sort of stuff I've um, kind of, Done my own thing with but yeah it's a classic medieval European to a certain point at least in the first couple of books world Ooh. um they were chasing graves it was you know that was a completely different you know that was my kind of like fuck you I'm gonna write what I want <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah to that extent it's um you know a world that is uh, I would say very secondary it's You know, there's no real kind of like real world stuff. I always try to change a name of a thing if I can. With um, Heart of Stone, all the animals are completely different. It's completely uh, different flora and fauna. It's kind of almost like um, uh, mammals with carapaces sort of thing. Mm. (laughs) And multiple legs. Um, Yeah, and uh, Chasing Graves is, you know, an insectoid kind of flora and fauna, desert world, Egyptian themed. Um, And the world is all based on ghosts and the fact that the entire... Um, economy is based on owning souls and enslaving souls and all that stuff so the entire world is different the economy is completely different the religion is different and so I have this checklist which I go through and I will change or come up with something in that world and tick all these boxes to make sure that even if it's not featured in the world, I can tell you what the national pastime is, or the main dishes of the world, or the best vineyard, or if there is vineyards, for example. Sometimes not wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, so that sort of stuff. I will, I will go to that length again. That's inspired by, um, I would say, Tolkien. It's inspired by Robin Hobb quite a lot as well. Um, even though you know, hasn't ridiculously secondary <laughs> um, but yeah Neil Gaiman as well um, Mortal Engines was a hugely uh, influential Ooh. on me when I was growing up I love those books so much i um, trying to think of the other um, Rail Sea as well by mm. um, China Mayville unbelievable love that so much just the way that like from the first scene I don't know if you've ever read it but just that first scene it sets you up in a world that you've you've never imagined before and you're like oh my god this, like everything is for instance it's a, it's a retelling of Moby Dick but on okay. uh, a giant desert with endless uh, rails like uh, railways huh. for trains so they're hunting moles which dig in the desert so the great white mole instead of whales oh, and it's cool. a, a train instead of a, a ship um, but you have these like clatter names for the sounds of the track. I was just like, I mean, as soon as I read that, I was like, yes. I love, like, you know, just nomenclature when it comes to like fantasy worlds like that. <laughs> and they're the sounds of the track, and you can learn to like read them and understand them. And it's almost like a language spoken by the train and the track. I was like, this is fantastic. Also, that's Philip Pullman, cool. you know, the world that, the oh, that yeah. he created for his dark materials are oh, yeah. unbelievably imaginative. So that's really where kind of my approach comes from. It is, you know, make it as mad as possible. <laughs> and I've done that with uh, my new book, actually, which I can talk about in a bit. But yeah, it's called uh, The Bloodwood Saga. And so I've just written the first one, um, co-writing it with David Estes. Um, oh, that's cool. And yeah, it's coming out hopefully this summer. Um, oh, the cover's awesome. done, the book's done, it's being edited. It's all good. Um, but it's, yeah, it's another chunk. It's um, epic fantasy, very, very secondary world, um, but also progression fantasy. And oh, so that's it's awesome. set in a world I'm calling The swathe And it is... Um, A world that's completely, it's like Endor, essentially, but all the trees are, well, not all the trees, but some trees are a mile high. And so they have cities in their branches. It's completely like vertical world. Um, I don't use the word, (laughs) I sent this off in the editor's notes the other day. Uh, I don't use the word soldier, guard, coin, year, um, summer, winter, dawn. Uh, sunset. I, you know, the whole religion is set up in such a way. The whole world works in a completely different way. There's obviously mm. some, you know, people. There's you've got to give the reader something to latch onto <laughs> and understand. um But yeah, it's it's a completely secondary world, oh, um, cool. and I've had so much fun with it. But my notes document is just a behemoth. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. I do a lot of planning, and that's kind of my approach to it. As um, I have that checklist, I'll go through and kind of create the world. The, the, even the map as well and then i will um you know wherever the idea is started with whether it started with a character or a situation uh, this the new book started with the the world idea um but normally i will kind of put those ideas aside if they're not the world and build the world around it and then uh, then go, kind of go back to the characters as if it were a stage or a canvas essentially
0: that's awesome I like that word. It's though, kind of death. fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah
1: it's death. I, I want you to, to basically that. be lost. Yeah. I yeah. want you to be lost. I want you to feel that there's so much history. There's like not in a bamboozling way, not in a way that bogs the reader down because you don't need to show it all, but it exists. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I use epigraphs. I've always written epigraphs. I did since I was a, a kid when writing my first book, those little chapter headers where it's like uh, an excerpt from, uh, I don't know, sh- I can't think of a name <laughs> Shazam's Diary I don't know why Shazam yeah. i been writing all day and all the names have been used up
0: <laughs> We call it the Steven Erickson method because he'll write like Four, like almost like yeah. four pages of those, <laughs> and then it has nothing to do. I read yeah. everyone; it has nothing to do with the chapter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm always leaving hints. Someone a reader told me the other day. I love I that. The other day, it was probably like a year ago. That, um Someone told me they're like, "Oh, I kind of gloss over these. Like, I, they never really uh. have anything to do with the book." And I'm like, "No, I'm dropping hints. I'm being, I'm <laughs> foreshadowing. I'm explaining things. Like, you need to read them. Trust me. I don't write them unless there's a, a reason behind every single one. Even if it's a small one. Even if it's like a comedic." Reason, and um, in the <laughs> new one, there's a like I kind of took a little bit from maybe what's going on in the world and people denying things that are right in front of their faces. Oh man, blaming conspiracies. Let's say. So I wrote <laughs> one where it's like uh, it, uh, in this world, demons attack like wildfires on a on a you know a sort of a. cycle and so you know they've they've come to the world and they're burning through and it's been quite a while since they came the last time and so one a noble is just standing on a street corner just at one point saying like this isn't real this that's all basically fake news Uh, (laughs) paraphrased and um then later on there's a little excerpt where it's a report from someone um like just just noting things down, you know, just being recording events, and it talks about the noble being one of the first to die, and so oh, yeah, it's kind awesome. of like little, little kind of touches and nods and things, and they really like link things together. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been a fun, fun time as an educator. I actually had somebody the other day like <laughs> say something to me like, "Well, that didn't really happen," and I'm like, "What?" I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I was like, "No, no, 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 no. I was like, no, 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 no." I was like, like. I was like you can't do that <laughs> you know like oh, I was like no uh <laughs> I think it was like it was like something about oh uh like Native Americans or whatever I was like no no like that that happened like we, we did that <laughs> you mm. know like I was like maybe not you us know your but history. Like, you know. yeah, yeah. I was like oh <laughs> I teach history so sometimes it's crazy I'm just oh, like I, I just sit the there <laughs> yeah like I'm like one one parent last year I gotta say this like one parent last year like this is the kind of thing we deal with and it just drives me nuts is uh they um, complained the last day of school (laughs) that my friend, one of the other social studies teachers, um, said too many bad things about the KKK. (laughs)
1: Oh, and we, too many i don't think you can get too many bad things
0: and we were like we were literally like we thought it was a joke and my my friend goes is it like april fool's day i was like no it's june <laughs> like 26 <laughs> and like that's the kind of thing we're dealing with so yeah it was no, like a, that. Yeah, yeah so i definitely understand that i've been thinking quite a bit about <laughs> putting certain characters or things you know yes. just to just to get it out of me you know definitely like,
1: crept into my books a little bit yeah right? yeah no I, t- I totally
0: i totally agree i try to I try to keep it, you know, where it makes sense for, I guess, the style I'm writing and stuff. But sometimes yeah. I'm just like, I got to put this in. I think that's what it is as a creator, though. You know, you, you do it in your books so that you don't go slap somebody in real life, you know, like True. or whatever, you know, like I just think that, you know, that's a way it's a good outlet. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely, been, I've definitely been doing that as well, Ben. So I, I totally understand yeah. that one. <laughs> And if anyone wants
1: to come and complain that I'm writing woke books, let them, I'll honestly, I'm happy. I'm happy. That I am. I rather, I'd rather be writing woke books than be just repeating the same shuttered close-minded bullshit that some people want to perpetuate and rant over. There you go.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I, I, as I'm a history teacher. So like I always say, just go read a history book if you want that, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a parent, she gave, me, yeah, she gave me that day. She goes, you know, I really like how you don't just teach about like the white men that did stuff. Like you actually yeah. like, it's you know, like, that. yeah, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, <laughs> we actually like, teach like actual history in our class, you know, yeah. like I like to, you know, I'm like, there's all these other people around, you know, and you know, representation and you know, it's just yeah. like, I was like representation matters and you know, yeah. And I had another parent They're like, yeah, we don't really like that. I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. I'm like this. I'm like, this isn't the classroom. I go, you can have your kids switch teams. Like we have four teams here. I go, Feel free yeah. to, you know, give them to that teacher. I was exactly. like, on this team, we do this. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Now
1: we've had a, a thousand years of white men telling their own
0: histories. <laughs> and yep. more, I would say. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, yep. Amen Enough to that. that. Yeah, amen <laughs> to that. I hear that one. Um, so you've written a lot of books. And now mm. I want to know, if you had to pick your favorite, <laughs> yeah, in terms of favorite to write, which would you pick? Mm.
1: Ooh, I mean, it's very difficult because It's like picking your favorite
0: child. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's fine.
1: <laughs> um, that's the thing. I don't have any kids. My book's are my kids, so that's fine. That's I fair. can do this. Um, well, you can do this. One, yeah, the yeah the. Ooh, it's difficult though. If I was gonna. Hmm, the most fun to write it's it's real difficult because Chasing Graves I will, Chasing Graves trilogy is one whole book split up into three because they kind of they feed into each other there's no gap between them oh, that's there's cool. like gaps of minutes between them oh that's um, awesome or hours I suppose but yeah <laughs> basically so with that it's I would class the entire trilogy as one to cheat so it's a toss-up between Chasing Graves because again it was just like a, I did not I didn't really pay any attention to any rules, but the book is first person and third person. Um, It's got, you know, it's got uh, the main characters, first person. And then the other main characters, third person, because yes, it just worked. Um, So yeah, that was just fun to write the character of Coutro. He's, just this darkly witty um very punished she just goes from bad situation to bad situation and the other main character Nilith is just a badass she is just Mm. she does not take any shit and she has her own sort of like long quest that's going throughout three books um so that was just fun to write it was yeah a mad world it was Eh, just fun <laughs> and darkness is fun and like the world is literally full of evil people every single person is a villain in that book pretty much even the main characters so yeah it was, it was kind of fun uh, otherwise heavy lies the crown the most recent *Skallison chronicles it was just fun because it was that true quest i'd grown up reading um and otherwise you yeah, had the brand new book demons reign um which I should I, think, mm. I don't know if I actually said the name of it, Demons Rain, the book One and Floodwood Saga. Um, yeah, I described that as Avatar meets Venom. Um, Avatar oh, Factory's that's cool. Venom for the, <laughs> for the demon that gets involved somehow, and I'll leave it there. No spoilers. Um, but yeah, its it was just fun because it's true secondary world. It's probably the most adventurous world I've done yet. So I can't, if I had to pick between those three. <laughs> so difficult um, I feel like
0: three is good for you though you know <laughs> three. Yeah. I feel like that's good yeah, I got three seven, you know, like 17 girls on my team about to pick like three captains because I need that much help and we couldn't pick one so we yeah. couldn't pick yeah. two because you know so I feel like that's totally fine yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that
1: one <laughs> well, Jason awesome. Grace probably sneaks ahead because uh, I'm just very very proud of that and it's got a massively epic ending lots of twists and turns yeah I'll probably go that one just by a whisker but yeah, Bloodwood and, uh, sorry, Demon's Reign is, is sneaking ahead.
0: See, I told my friend, I was like, I just feel like I need to start with Ben's books at Chasing Graves. And I feel like you just you just sold me on that. And I feel like that's, like, I've read a couple of books that seem very similar to that. And that's just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of the tone I want right now, <laughs> for whatever reason. It's not my personal life, I promise. It's just, that's, I just got done reading a couple <laughs> of things that were written really well. And I feel like I just you know it's like characters you know you want yeah. the characters like kelly mccullough's one you know like um i went from kelly mccullough the fallen blade to well actually i went to from um, atticus um uh the iron druid like kevin hearn's iron yeah. druid to kelly mccullough's um main character in the fallen blade series and then i went to some jim butcher and you know and then i went to um patricia briggs's mercy thompson yeah. you know and i'm like it's the same thing. I feel like there are certain books that I just like want the feel of lately because I, yeah, yeah. you know, and I feel like chasing graves is it for me. So well, I hope so. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Great it. answer. I wouldn't be able to <laughs> pick. It. I, I haven't even fully written my, my first three yet. And I couldn't even pick between one of those three. Oh, so I, know, right? I give you credit. <laughs> okay. So this might be kind of interesting. What is the most profound thing you learn as an author from your podcast, the fantasy author lounge?
1: This is one I I mean I prepared answers for all these, but this one was, I think, one of the ones that was the easiest. Um <laughs> or the easiest one. Um yeah, it's kind of I hopefully it's profound.
0: <laughs> or it's, interesting um, or, you know. Yeah.
1: I I would say authors are all the same. We're wildly different, yet all the same in a in all ways. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I mean, I've had the honor to chat to some fantastic authors yeah yeah uh, both awesome and the thank you yeah I mean I'd like to do them more often make them less monthly and more kind of bi-weekly but busy um <laughs> it's hard yeah it's hard yeah. Yeah, yeah um but yeah so for instance you know talking to you know Andrew Stewart or Anthony Ryan or Dirk or anyone that I've had on the show um you know Michael J Sullivan as well it's just we we <sighs> whatever we touch on I'm like mm-hmm, yeah I know that feeling <laughs> and it's weird because we are very isolated as authors